Welcome to the Bruins Benders Podcast, episode 44, The Dog Days of Summer with Maddie and Smitty. Brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL news and PHF news, inside and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink and download the new Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone. And now Smitty has a quick word from show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and NFL betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up at BetUS.com with the promo code RINK for 125% sign-up bonus. Again, that is BETUS.com and use the promo code RINK for your sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. Bet US. You bet. You win. You get paid. Bet US. Dot com. And you bet that we have a big announcement to make. Right? We do. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. August the 4th, we will be recording live at Lops Brewing. Yes. One of our sponsors. Yes, we will. Their third anniversary. Uh, that all that week, they're going to be having lots of different things happening that week. You know, music, food trucks, some different events. And we will be down there on Thursday night broadcasting live from LOP. So everyone should come on down, join us, have some great beer, listen to a couple of assholes talk about some hockey. Absolutely. It'll be the anniversary, uh, yeah, third anniversary. Third and, anniversary uh, for LOPs. And, uh, yeah, it will be a good time had by all. So come on down and join us. And now Matt's going to do a little read here for the Lops Brewing. Yes, Lops. Uh, we have seven chirps coming up. and It is sponsored by Lops Brewing in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. It's a brewery and tasting room. And uh, you can get 10% off your online order if you go to lopsbrewing.com and uh, follow them on social media at Lops Brewing for new beers and events. And chirp number one, Jackashan. Signs a one-year $750,000 deal. Thoughts on that one? It's fine. <laughs> Boy, the love for Jacques Jean. It's fine. Is something else, isn't it? It's a little over the top. Oh, my Lord. Because You know what it is? It's it's everybody thinks he's Tory Krug. Yep. It's like, oh, it's a little guy that has offensive, some offensive skills, some offensive talent. And he's Tory Krug. Same with Grizzly. Everyone's like, oh, he's Tory Krug again. Because he's a little guy, you know, left shot, you know, some offensive skills. Everybody's not Tory Krug. Everybody can't run a power play. No. Um, one thing I will tell you, though, is Ashan and Krug, similarly poor in their own end. Poor. I'll poor. tell you this much. Tory Krug is not even Tory Krug anymore. No, he isn't. Uh, because he, uh, the St. Louis Blues, are dying to get rid of him now. They certainly are. That is a large contract they're trying to get out from underneath. Which we were totally okay with the Bruins not giving him. 100%. And uh, they're looking to, to jet, jettison him out. Uh, Jack gets uh, one year here at 750000 Might have to play. Depending on early on, yeah, what, a what it looks like uh, with Mike Riley and Matt Grizzlick overcoming some injury there, and uh, but Jack, like you said, I think minus six in his career, like um, you know, has some flashes there. 
Mm-hmm. Had a really nice goal last year, but defensively, uh, a little scary. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I, I, I'm, I'm of the belief that you need to get more towards the Tampa Bay model, which mm-hmm. is uh, larger mobile defense, um, right. and or the Carolina model, which is you know a mid to large defenseman, you know, six feet and above that have offensive skills and can skate and move the puck. Yeah, I think they're going to go more toward that. I think right now they need a guy like Ashan for assurance because mm-hmm. they have some injuries there and, and they know him and they know what he can do and sure. so forth. Uh, chirp number two, Matt Philippe and Ryan Mast also signed. Mast had a good rookie camp. He signs a three-year entry-level deal. Philippe, formerly of Northeastern, signs a one-year two-way Mast might be kind of interesting um, because he did have a good camp and he has a little more size and um, he might be a guy that, that might be able to give him something down the road. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't hate it. You know, there's depth signings, you know, everything they've done so far has been depth signings. So yeah. I'm not real excited about any of it. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Connor Carrick of the guys I signed the other day was the only guy I'd ever heard of. Right. Uh, besides Kincaid, who was, you know, a 4A, you know, whatever, backup, backup, backup goalie. Mm-hmm. So um, none of that really excites me in any way, shape, or form. Nope. So um, I guess it's great that they're building a little depth in Providence. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the NFL, NHL season is a long season. You will have injuries. So I guess it's it's a good thing that they're, they're getting some depth there because uh, they, they lost a bunch of it. But, um, again, nothing really that's... That's no. making me uh, do any kind of car wheels or anything no. like that. I mean, they signed a lot of their, re-signed a lot of their same guys. Uh, have to fill the Providence roster. Had some had some open spots there that they feverishly tried to uh, fill in there. They just signed a, another goalie today, Brassard. I think his name was. Um, Derek Brassard? No, <laughs> no, he has not become a goaltender. <laughs> uh, he may be related to Derek Brassard, but he is a goaltender. And now they have four... I guess non-roster, non-NHL guys, you know, Kaiser and Bussy and uh, uh, who's the other dude there? Well, he had Sved, Svedback. Svedback. Yeah, Svedback and um, and now this uh, Broussard dude. So. And Kincaid. And Kincaid, yeah. So yeah. there you go. Uh, chirp number three, Jack Stanika signs for two years. Second year is a one-way deal. Uh, $762,500 a piece. <laughs> uh, I feel he will get a harder look this season. I think he will get a hard look this yeah. season, but I'm just, I'm again, I'm not sure there's a spot for him. No, I, I don't think so. Not for where he needs to play, which is top six. Cause I don't think you can put him on the, the third or fourth line and have him produce all that much. I think they may do that. Put him down there. Well, I, that's well, the only place, have to. that's the only yeah. place he's going to play. But I, I, you know, unless they move a guy like Nosek, which it doesn't seem like they're willing to do right now, no. there is there isn't a spot for him. Right. I'm surprised they haven't moved Nosek, um, because that seems to be an easy like get a fourth round pick or whatever and just move him, move his money. He has one year left. I don't think it's really necessary to have him. No. Um, I'd move him and, and gain what is it, two and a half million bucks. Yeah, I, I mean, think it was that like, means everything right I now. I think it was like one point seven, one point eight. Was but, it? Yeah. But still, again, you know, everything. that's another one point eight you can do something with. Yeah, right. So right. I'm all for it. If you could move him and 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 get another right shot D, especially if you're gonna be down, you know, McAvoy early in the season, like mm-hmm. 
you know, there's other depth moves you could make mm-hmm. to to shore up a team a little bit more than than keeping a you know a fringe NHL fourth line guy. Right. Right. I don't uh, know. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. I mean, with the Studnika thing, I've looked back at his at his career stats. First of all, his stats here: one goal, six assists in 37 games in NHL level. But even when he was playing before he reached the NHL, he wasn't a big offensive production guy. We had one year where he was good. I think it was his last year before he came to last, Boston. Last year in junior? Yeah. And he was maybe a point per game. But other than that, not a not a ton of offensive production. Like, not one of these guys that that really lit it up. Um so I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I think he has some skill. There's been some, there's been some occasions where he's shown a little bit of something, and I think that's probably what they saw in him when they drafted him. But yeah. I don't see him being a big offensive piece. Like I just don't. No, I just don't see it happening. I, I mean, may, I mean, maybe he. I don't know. I, I was gonna say maybe he slots in like where Freddie would on the left wing of of the third line and maybe he can add a little more offensive punch than Frederick would. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, anybody could, I could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause you know, he's a little bit more of a playmaker and he can shoot and, and has some, some better offensive instincts than Freddie does in yeah, my opinion. Wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but you know, I it still, that's it. You're not, you're not getting much there. No. Uh, but I mean, again, it's a, it's a depth guy. Um, their prospect pool is so barren. It is. Um, we can maybe get into that a little bit later on. Yeah. Um, but it is. But it. Yeah. But it, there's really nothing in the cupboard. So I no. guess you got to sign the guys that you have and and see if it they'll develop into anything. Yeah. And so I I he's going to get a little more look. I just I can't get too excited about it. I really can't. Uh, all right. Chirp number four. Jim Montgomery was on TSN talked about his conversations with Bergeron. And he's had a few, uh, and talked about him almost slip of the tongue talking about how he was sort of a coach in the locker room and that guys were, some of the newer guys were excited about playing with him. And and it kind of sounded like he was saying that Bergeron would be back, which I think it's the worst guess secret in the league right now. He's coming back. It's just a matter of when he's ready to do it. Or maybe he doesn't want to really deal with training camp. I have no idea why they're waiting so long. Or clearing space, maybe. But uh, but he's coming back. Yeah, it certainly sounds like he's coming back, and and I feel like it is, um, whether it's clearing money wise, um, making room for him to to sign a either a little bit more up front, or um, it sounds like from reports that it's going to uh, his and Krejci, if he returns, are going to be incentive laden deals that will push, uh, you know, some of that bonus money into the salary cap of next year. Um, so we'll see what happens, but, uh, it definitely does appear like Bergeron's coming back. It's just a matter of when, maybe he doesn't come back right away. Maybe he's his recovery time, you know, puts him more on a, on a time frame of, you know, a, a Grizzlick or a McAvoy or a Marchand where he comes back more like mid season. Um, kind of like Clemens did back right. in the day where he sat out the first half of the season and then came on came on at the all-star break and right. was was there down the stretch stretch and he was fresher and so right. forth so maybe that's kind of what i thought that he was going to do yeah really. maybe it's something like that it, it might be um how do you feel about pushing money to next year i'm not a big fan i don't like it at all i think it's a terrible idea i, I think so too. i think it's a terrible <laughs> idea and it bit him when they did it with uh i think it was a ginla 
Yeah. And then they had to, yep. they had to move somebody um, that they didn't really want to move. I can't remember who it was at the time, but mm. they had to move somebody to clear the money uh, right. that they had moved into the following year. So yeah, I don't right. I don't like it at all. Really, I, if if at all possible, they should be looking to get out from under some of these contracts yes. of some of these guys that are fringe guys that they don't really need. Right. Your Riley's, um, you know, I know he's hurt. You know, your Riley's, your Craig Smith's, your Felino's, your right. Nosex. Like, move on from some of these guys, and there's ten million dollars right there. Right. I, I would rather I'd rather buy out Felino and have that nine hundred k or whatever it is next year than have this extra money on next year. Right. Because then you'd at least save like at one point eight or whatever it is yeah. this year for Felino. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do that than to put this extra bonus, whatever this money is that's gonna they're gonna reach their bonuses probably, and it's gonna be put on next year. The one thing you have in this whole thing to be excited about is your flexibility. Is like in this next year the cap I don't think is going anywhere again. I think it's gonna be two years from now. Yeah, it is two years. So. You're gonna have a flat cap again. You need that whatever that projection is, twenty million or whatever it is. I mean, that's minus Pasternak. You need that but, for Pasternak. But you, yes, right. you need. The, yeah. So I, I don't love it. I just, I just think you're pushing the problem to next year, and I don't, I don't think that's ever a really good thing to do. Um, all right. So chirp number five. Dale Arnold says it will take eighty to a hundred million dollars to sign Pasternak. Is there really a danger of not resigning him, do you think? I think there is a danger because I think uh, I'm not sure they want to go that high for him for whatever reason. I don't really get it. It's the going rate around the league. I mean, if you look at Matthew Chuchuk, he just signed for eight times nine and a half, and he was a 100-point player. Um, so I think he's they got to be in that range. Like he's He's got to be right time, around eight times ten. You know, mm-hmm. um, and isn't he a year year older or a year or two older? Yeah, 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 yeah. So to me, like you, I mean, if I'm the Bruins, I'm using Kachuk's contract, mm-hmm. and if I'm Pasta, I'm saying, well, you know, Marner's making this, and I'm, you know, as right. good or better than him. Panarin, Panarin's yeah. making this, so right. those guys are above ten, I, I believe. Yeah, they are. Um, Marner's eleven. I think Panarin might be twelve. Yeah, close. So. Yeah. Um, if I'm the Bruins and, and I can get it done at, at, you know, eight and 80, yep. I'm doing it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at eight and 80 if I'm Pasternak at the bottom. Like that's yeah. my, that's when I'm not taking less than, um, eight for 80. But if I'm the Bruins, I'm trying like hell to say, look, Kachuk yeah. went to a good team, eight, right. you know, 9.5 a year. Right. I'm trying to sell that McAvoy's eight, you know, nine and a half a year. Right. And I'm, and say like, we can go nine and a half and still bring in good players to play with you and retool and so forth and sell mm-hmm. that whole, you know, mm-hmm. ball of wax or whatever. So if I'm the Bruins, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to get him in at nine or nine and a half. And if I'm him, I'm saying, you know, ten at the at the floor and mm-hmm. most likely, you know, eight eighty eight or something like that. You know, because 40 goal scores just don't grow on trees. They just no. don't. No. So if you can if you have one of them, you have to you have to resign the guy. Right. You do. I saw a hint of of Almost a, a projection that he's going to wait till September to sign and miss probably summer training camp kind of thing. Because I think when he re-upped the first time, didn't he go into training camp? Like, it was sort of late in the game when he had his extension there. Because there was some time, I think, almost into training camp or missed some of it. Or there was a little bit of a delay there. And I think he's going to do that. 
So you may not see him resign till September. And I just don't like the way it's playing out. No. I, I don't. There's no real talk about it. Sweeney keeps saying they don't talk about money yet. I just don't love the feel of it. And I don't know how how true it is, the problem or supposed problem with Sweeney uh, when it comes to Parsonak, if that's actually a thing or how big of a thing that is. I just don't get a good vibe from it right now. No, I don't. I don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't like it at all. I don't like the. I don't like that quote from Sweeney to Ty Anderson about like, "Oh, if you're so concerned about it, I'll get back to you with right. the numbers." And when we exchange the numbers, yeah, it's almost was, like he's it's pissed like, off about yeah, it's it, like, irritated. It's like, yeah. what are you? Why? He's like, "Oh, we you, we just haven't gotten there yet." And yeah. you and you look at the trade for Kachuk with Florida, right? They had an extension done within. 20 minutes of the yeah, trade. Yeah, it so it was pretty easy for them to exchange numbers. Why is this yeah. so difficult? You've you know known the, the guy forever. <laughs> right, you, you know, know the market. market. Why yeah. can't you exchange numbers? Right. Why can't you do this? I almost think Pasternak, I think Pasternak is, has said, I'm not talking numbers right now with you. I'm going to, I'm going to wait or whatever it is. And I'm not going to talk about it. And I think Sweeney is kind of talking to his agents like, Hey, we love pasta. Hey, we love pasta. It's almost like Sweeney, is initiating the talk and Pasternak's like, I'm not talking about money with you right now. I think that that's the way it's playing out yeah, because they would have, they would have, they would have talked about money. It, the market's the market, dude. Like it's not difficult. Like it's, it's within a million here, a million there per year. Like it's the, the market is what the market is. So it's not like you're just grasping at straws money wise, you know, a roundabout figure, like if you give this number and he gives this number, then you know the gap. Like it's not that hard. No, unless, to talk about money, unless Sweeney, unless they lowballed him previously, which I think very they well, could've. I w- very well think could have. They could have done like eight, eight and a half, eight, eight or seven. No, he could have been like you know you made six. right, yeah. you made six and change. Here's right. you know seven and a half, mm-hmm. and Pasta's like, I'm not talking numbers with you. You're right. out of your fucking mind. Yeah. And now and, this Kachuk thing doesn't help Sweeney. No. At all. So I, th- I think that could be, that could play a part in it. And that's why Pasta's like, I'm not talking numbers. And then Sweeney's, but Sweeney could still be like, look, we'll give you eight times, you know, eight times eight or eight times mm. 10. Mm. You know, he can still give him a number yeah, just because, give, just because right. Pasta says we don't want numbers. It doesn't mean you can't give him one. Yeah. There's a weird vibe. There that, is. I don't like it. That I think Pasta's kind of playing with them. I, I really do. And people, there's people out there who kind of think it's a foregone conclusion. I would have, if I thought, if I was Sweeney and thought that Pasternak wasn't going to, then I would have gone to Calgary and said, okay, let's, let's, what do you need for Kachuk? Like, like I would have just, I would have explored that because I would have gotten ahead of it if you really had a vibe that Pasta wants what you won't give him. Yeah. Like you got to get on top of it. And it could chuck us the type of guy that you can at least satisfy people with. Like I think Bruins fans would, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously Florida gave a little much, but I think Bruins fans would like a Kachuk because he's, he's, oh, he's that him. type of player. They would love you know him. Saying? So I think you should have gotten ahead of that if you really thought. I just hope that Sweeney doesn't leave, you know, have just left with the bag, like just left with his hands, you know, and his crotch. <laughs> because I mean, there's I don't a good know, chance of but, that. I feel like there's a good chance. I of mean, that. Jesus. Um, all right, and uh, chirp number six. Matthew Kachuk does go to Florida for Hubido Uyghur, a prospect and a first. That's a conditional first in 2025. I think it was. And uh, uh, Calgary 
or was it? Yeah, well, no, four, one of them got the fourth round conditional going the other way with Kachuk. I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, who won this deal? You think? Uh, right now, I would say Calgary did. Right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, say. I I I love Kachuk, um, but you know they get Huberto and Wegar, right, and a first and a and a prospect. I mean, that's a yeah. ton to that's give a up. Ton. I mean, Huberto was the second scorer in the league. He yeah. was fourth in MVP voting. Mm-hmm. So he had more points than Kachuk did. Right. Um, I mean, I, I do understand that Wegar and Huberto are both free agents after next year. Right. So there's that. Calgary's going to have to find a way to pay those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you not only replace, um, you know, your production that you lose with Kachuk with Huberto, but you get a top four D-man in Wegar. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. a win-win. Yeah, and you get and, and you get a first and you get another prospect and a prospect yeah I, so uh, yeah, I think Cal no I think Calgary if they can resign those guys and that's an that's an if because yeah. you don't know yeah but um right now I think I think Calgary wins hands down um and and Florida got worse I mean yeah, I think so. Kachuk is great but you know the production with him and Huberto like we said pretty much evens out and then you lose Weigar your defense yeah. is already you lost Sherratt. Right. Your defense is already not great. You yeah. have Ekblad now and not much else. And Mark Stahl, and they, they signed another guy. Like, like it's, it's, I saw the... Oh, it's uh, Delzato. Delzato. And yeah. like, it's like the first pair is like Ekblad and Forsling. Yeah. Like, who, what? Wow. Yeah, it's bad. It's not nearly as good as it was. No. So they, I mean, they're going to try to outscore people, and they and they probably will a bunch. But it didn't help. didn't help. Didn't work last year. No, and it's not going to work. I mean, they they had the president's draw, or whatever. Right. But, or, they but they didn't. But they didn't win, win when it came down right. to it. Tampa Bay was right. You know, and and, and Kachuk is more of a playoff player, but yeah. still, you need defense. Yeah, you do need defense. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't like. I didn't really love it for Florida. I think unless they're making some other moves behind the scenes, you know, going yeah. out and trading for another defenseman or or making some other moves. Yeah. Um, I don't love the move for Florida, and I think Calgary right now um, won that deal pretty easily. I did see some speculation that teams reached out about Huberto to Calgary and I, potentially I heard flipping him right. again, mm-hmm. which. Then I would understand, like, if they flip Tubido, who's going to be a free agent? If you flip him and then sign Kadri, maybe. Right. Sign Kadri and get, you know, some assets in return. Right. Preferably D, fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, then maybe that, then maybe I understand that thing. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The defense is pretty naked back there right now. Uh, all right. And number seven, Bruins hired John Gruden as an assistant. He was fired from the Islanders. Will coach the defense and will try to get more out of them offensively. I looked at... The Islanders' defense last year, and other than uh, I think was it Pelic had plus twenty. Pelic and Pollock played yeah, together. Pollock was like minus something. Yeah. Like the only plus defenseman were Chara at plus eight, and and P- Pelic at like plus twenty. The rest of them, there's some minus fifteens and some. So it it wasn't it didn't look great in the in the offense. Other than Noah Dobson was good offensively. The rest of them. Not much offense there. Yeah, like the Bruins. I, yeah, I don't, I'm. I'm. I don't. I'm not sure. I love the hire. Um, uh, their defensive unit was bad, though. Like oh, yeah. we'll 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 just call it what it is. Like they didn't have much offensive potential in that no. group. Like the Pollock and like the players and don't. and, and, yeah. and Pellick was good defensively. They were kind of a shutdown pair for them a couple right. of years ago when they made a a fairly deep run in the playoffs. Right. But other than that, like then 
none of those guys are going to set the world on fire. They traded the one guy, right. Devin Taves, right. who who had some offensive uh, ability right. um, for cap purposes, and Colorado absolutely fleeced them. Yes. Got like Taves for like a pair of second rounders or something like that, or or maybe just one second rounder. I'm not sure what the what the deal was, but um, yeah. So I I, I don't I'm not sure. I love I love the 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 hire uh, of Gruden, um, but I I mean I do like what they're trying to do there. I mean yes, yes. you you do want them to be more offensive minded. You do want them to 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 do a little bit better uh, offensively and and you know, produce more and, and get more out of those guys. Cause I, I certainly think you can, but uh, I'm not sure he's the guy to do it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you McAvoy, we've talked about offensively. I think he can give a little more as even more than he did last year. I mean, he made a big jump and that was good, but then you have, you know, Grizzlick and, and Riley Grizzlick has potential to do that. and has in the past. Riley maybe sense somewhere. Carlo is just a mess offensively. Doesn't offer you anything. Um, you know, Forbort doesn't. I mean, I know he scored a couple of girls with goals early in the year, but he's not an offensive defenseman. So I don't know. Zaboral, can he can he do that? I, I I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But it's not like I just don't love the 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 lineup. I just don't love the personnel. Exactly. To give you that. Exactly. You know I mean, so and I think that was the Islanders' problem too, is they yeah. didn't have the personnel. Right. So I think I'd like to see what the Bruins are going to do going forward as far as trying to get something out of that back end because it, it was true. Five on five, they had they had some real problems because their defense is not activating. They're just not providing anything, and the fours have to carry the pucks. Have, you know, one hundred and seventy five feet all the time. Yeah, I mean, you'll see <laughs> like, some more of it with. I think Lindholm will be will give them a little. You know, they'll see a little bit better with him yeah, back there, Lindholm, and right. and you know, McAvoy when he comes back, and right. obviously Grizzlick when he comes back, right. um, can give them the a top little bit pair of offense. Should, yeah, the yeah. top pair and the, and Grizzlick. But, you you know, you'd like to see more out of Carlo. Like, the guy can skate like the MF and wind. I know. And he just doesn't do anything. He doesn't have any kind of instincts. The puck is a grenade on his stick. It like, is. he doesn't, can't wait to get rid of it. Doesn't yeah. have any poise with the puck really at all. No. Um, and I'm not sure top if that's, potato. like, worried about making mistakes because his oh. confidence is low or if it's just innate where he's, like, I gotta get this. I gotta get rid of this. Right. Or he feels like he's he's uh, you know the 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 stay at home type right. that needs to do that. I, I don't know, but it's I don't know if it's going to happen either because at this point with Brandon Carlo, you are where you are where you are. Um, all right. So before we uh, wrap up, there was this tweet sent out by Byron Bader, who is uh, one of those prospect guys that mm-hmm. does the research and such. Yeah. Uh, so he rated all 32 teams, their NHL team prospect pool strength rankings as okay. of July. Uh, number one overall, Minnesota Wilds. Now, the the criteria is top five star rank, top five NHLer rank, depth stars rank, depth NHLers rank, and skater rank. Uh, Minnesota Wild first, Columbus Blue Jackets two. Detroit Red Wings, Stevie, Stevie Y has put together a good prospect pool. Mm-hmm. The Kings yep. at four, and the Devils at five, and so forth. Guess what? The Boston Bruins. I'm gonna so. I'm gonna take a wild stab okay. in the dark and yep. go with 32. Yes, 32 is correct. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Uh, you have a parting gift. 32. Now here are the different rankings in the different categories. Top five star rank Bruins, 32. Top five LH, NHL or rank, 
Bruins, 32. Depth Stars rank, Bruins, 32. Uh, Depth NHLers rank, Bruins, 31. And Skater rank, Bruins, 32. Goalie rank, Bruins, 31. Uh, So, not good. Not no, good. so basically it's saying that they're last in any players in their system mm-hmm. that have the potential to be stars or uh, right. good NHLers. Right. And last. they are second to last in players who will be bottom six players. Second to last. Yeah. Second to last in that. Yeah, and so, second to last in goalie. And second to last in goalie. And so in the, in the system goalie. So right. like they have, you know, Swayman's an NHL player. Right. I think the criteria NHL. was over 60 games for goalies or something like that. So I think he's over it. So right. I think he's past prospect. Yeah. So that would have skewed that a little bit because right. he, he obviously is a good prospect. Right. He had a good year. Um, but still. Not a lot there. No, actually nothing there. Nothing. There. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Nothing, man. So when 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 the people say we got to give so and so a chance, or so and so need needs a chance, or you know this guy, what about him? He's going to blossom into something. Um, by all accounts, uh, that is not the case. No, that is not, not the, the case. case. So they may have a couple guys, right? You have your low ride and your Lysel, who yep. who are people actually are high Merkulov. on. Merkulov. Merkulov, maybe yeah. a little bit high on. Yeah. He was an undrafted guy. Uh-huh. Um, but maybe those guys, people are high on a little uh-huh. bit. Sure. Um, but uh, other teams have yeah. many more than that. Many more. Many more. I mean, Minnesota's loaded with, and they're one of the better teams in the league. So that's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of their guys, you know, the Boldy, Boldy and Rossi, and mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've brought up some really good young talent. The Bruins, you know, the drafting, just swinging a miss. How about this that I heard today? And I already knew this, but saying it out loud makes it worse. Uh, Jack Stanika, drafted in 2017, is the last Bruins draft pick to play in the NHL. 2017 second round pick. This is 2022, July. And they, he is the last guy to debut in the NHL that they've drafted. So they've had base what four so, drafts? So four, two, uh, 18, 19, 20, 21, and now twenty two. They have nobody from those. I mean, that's not no. That's not what you want. That's not what you want. Um, so that wasn't good. Uh, now look that where they've drafted, they've they've given up some first round picks. They've drafted second rounders. You know, Vakaninen wasn't a great pick at eighteen. There wasn't a a, a bunch behind him, but. There were other guys they could have had. I just saw, saw he uh, re-signed a two-year deal with Anaheim. Did he? Right. Well, well, good. The Anaheim Bruins are going to be uh, yeah. locked and loaded. Yeah. Uh, but that that's not, I mean, that kind of, that stat, that prospect pool's rankings, that kind of really hits you in the face with it. Like, you knew it wasn't great, but that's 32 almost across the board. And that's where you're starting from. So here's my thing. If they're retooling, they're not rebuilding. But let's say they're retooling with young people. Do you really want this this general manager in this scouting department that has put them in this spot at 32 across the board to be in charge of that? No, no. And 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 we've said this. I've said it, and and you have have said it as well. I think um, many times on this podcast, if we if we're reshaping the team. If we're retooling the team, this is not the fucking general manager I want in charge of it. No. I don't. Nope. I don't think he knows what he's doing. 
he signs decent contracts to guys that have already been here. And then now that's going away because McAvoy got, you know, market value. Postnock's going to get market value. So the whole like, oh, hometown discount, everybody's going to sign for, you know, six and a half and we're going to compete for cups. That's gone, folks. Gone. Gone. And uh, so you're not getting the good contracts anymore. What does he fucking offer you? What does he What does he do well? What does he give you that is better than what other somebody else could give you? I'm telling you, if nothing, pa- if Pasternak does not resign and goes to market, then he's gone. They're not going to sign him. I mean, he would sign. He would resign if they gave him a quality offer. So if he goes to market and they lose him, and they have to trade him like mid year and get 50 cents on the dollar because they waited too long, then they're in big trouble. Like, they're in big, because that's, that's their 40-goal scorer. Now they you have McAvoy, and you have Lindholm, and you have Swayman, and you have uh, Pasternak. That's a pretty good start. But if you lose Pasternak, what do you have offensively? Nothing. Nothing. Like, nothing. So if you don't re-sign this guy or get pretty close to equal value in return for him, you're screwed. Like, you are screwed. Like, this team won't be good for five years. I mean, at least. Like, you are screwed. Yeah, because you lose him, you're going to lose Bergeron in the next year or two. Krejci, whether he comes back or not, you know, that's a a year year or two most. Marchand's coming off double hip surgery. He's going to be gone. And he's he's (laughs) getting up there in age, so he's going to be gone in a few years. So you're looking at, you know, an entire new top six with like Taylor Hall as the only guy there. Right. And, and you got Jake DeBrus for one more year and he's after his, you know, or two more years, I guess after that, he's probably gone too. Yeah. Especially if the team's terrible. Right. And he won't be the guy. No. He won't be the guy he is now no. without quality centers. Right. Like it, so that they're going to be really in big trouble if they don't get, I don't, I'm not saying they have to sign Pasternak, but they have to get, like a hockey trade, like the Huberto trade. Like, they got to get a hockey trade. Yeah. And if the longer they wait, the bigger trouble they're in. And now, and then they don't make the playoffs, and Sweeney's gone because that's a prerequisite, folks. Like, he'll be gone. And now you got this coach you just hired. So then the new general manager comes in and says, I don't want this coach. He'll be gone. And it'll just be a complete dumpster fire again in, like, two years. Yeah. So that's, that's not comforting. That's not comforting at all. So uh, I hope that Pasternak, I hope that thing gets taken care of. Um, I really do. Uh, so, so again, August 4th, it's a Thursday night yep. at Lops Brewing. We will be there recording. That will be episode 46 at that, to, at that point, mm-hmm. live from the brewery. There will be food trucks. There will be all sorts of yeah, awesome I think, we'll think there will be a food truck there that night. That night. Yeah. Yeah. The anniversary, third anniversary of Love Brewing. So please join us there if you're in that Rhode Island area. The David Krejci episode. The David Krejci episode. Maybe he'll sign by then. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Um, but anyway, hey, have a great week, everybody, and to go Bruins. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.